Good day, Western Oklahoma, and welcome to the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, joined today by my good friend, J-Matt, John Matthews of the Van and John Show in the Morning on 95.5 Coyote, all powered by 97.3 The Score and Right Media. John Boy, I'm telling you, bud, it is a, uh, it is, it's like Christmas Eve. It's, it's the playoffs, and and we've got uh, Western Oklahoma teams getting their first round matches going, and it's it's just like running down and finding presents under the tree, buddy. Playoffs? You're talking about the playoffs? playoffs. It's, it's when it all gets real. Now, this is my favorite time of year, except the weather has been, it's supposed to be cold, right? But well, it'll uh, be cooler tomorrow. I think tomorrow's supposed to supposed to clear up. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But no, this is this is it. This is when it all matters. This is why football is the greatest sport. It's single elimination. You play one Friday night and uh, you lose, you're done. And only and one team wins that, it all. I know something that strikes your heart very closely is not every team makes the playoffs. That, That's I, my favorite part. You sleep better at night about I do. I do. Unlike that terrible basketball, baseball, softball, every other rule and soccer, whatever else it is, where everybody makes the playoffs. No, I love uh, the fact that you actually have to play well during the regular season and it takes the top four teams in your district and you play against the top four teams and whatever other district they've aligned you with. And no, this is why football is the greatest right here. That's right. Well, I see you've got your Lucky Star Casino hat on, so we want to thank them uh, for always being a sponsor of uh, Right Media. And then also, if you notice mine, it might be backwards, but Monty's Carpet Warehouse. Uh, hey! They're right around the curve, uh, giving us a little sponsorship here today. So uh, we appreciate Monty. He's actually going to be here at my uh, home studio here before long to uh, to do some carpet next Monday. So we'll be uh, getting ready for that. Hey, let's go ahead and not keep our guests tearing. Uh, John, we have on the line with us uh, the Hinton Comets. Man, you talk about a team that started out guns a-blazing. The injury bug kind of snuck up, but they uh, they pulled the uh, they pulled the trick of do on our old enemy Cashin. Uh, they fell to Cashin in the district play, but then when they beat Watonga because of the three-way tie and a head-to-head win against Christian Heritage, Cashin put uh, moved up to the third spot, and uh, and or I'm sorry, Hinton moved up to the third spot, and Cashin uh, fell into the number four spot. So uh, not always nice to see Cashin kind of kind of get pushed back a little bit. Is that right? <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and bring in Coach Grant Potter of the Hinton Comets. Coach, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing really well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks so much. We got a long list of uh, coaches on today because playoffs start tomorrow in Western Oklahoma. But you and I visited earlier in the week, and I tell you, you mentioned that uh, you know sometimes you you have a rash of injuries, and sometimes you know you, it's a team sport. But sometimes one player does so much. Uh, you mentioned that you had a had a young man who was who was lost during the Western Heights game, and and it kind of took you all on a little uh, tumble there for a minute. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we lost uh, Jake Wright, number five, in uh, our our Western Heights game. And, uh, you know, we had some tough games coming up after that, which we knew were going to be tough anyway. Uh, And then, you know, we lost Jake, and he was, uh, you know, he's kind of a not only one of our better players, but he's also kind of that emotional leader for us. And so it took us a little bit to get kind of get back up and and rolling a little bit. But, um, you know, in saying that, we kind of just ran into some struggles and lost our confidence a little bit as much as anything. And, And so, uh, you know, it felt good to finally get back on, on the winning track and lost to some good teams, you know, down, yeah. down that stretch, Minko, Crescent, and Cashin. And so, you know, you look at it and it's frustrating to be on a losing streak. And then you look and go, golly, we, we played some pretty dang good teams. You know, we yeah. played some good competition. So, you know, hopefully that prepared us for, for what we got ahead. Well, and Western Heights kind of made the District 3 uh, tour on some of their scheduling. And, uh, you know, I tell you, you guys faced Watonga at maybe the, 
worst time possible to be facing Watonga, desperate for a win. And then also they had been improving week by week, but you guys were able to get the job done. Yes, they have. They've, you know, they've done a really good job of, of keeping those kids together and battling all the way through week 10. You know, that, that's tough to do when you're, when you haven't won a game or you've been limited on success. It's hard to keep kids going and pull in the right direction. But I tell you, they're so athletic. And I mean, they gave us, they gave us all we wanted. That's for sure. So we were glad to get out of there with the win. For sure. John, coach, when it came to the uh, kind of the playoff seating, as, co- as we kind of mentioned during the pre-show, uh, getting to move up to the three spot. I, I know it's Dibble or Stratford, and Dibble's pretty good too. Uh, but is, did that, does that make a difference? I mean, just kind of the luck of the draw, or you kind of are where you are, or Stratford, who you're, you know? You know, I, I think year to year, it, it kind of changes. For us this year, you know, we've been on that, that four game losing streak. And so for us, it was just about, we just need to play well and just win. You know, uh, I don't care. We just need to, we just need to win and get ourselves in there. And so we knew, we knew what we needed to get in, and then we knew what we needed to get into uh, into that third spot. Now, obviously, you go in and hoping, well, heck, let's just go win this thing by as much as possible. But, you know, Watonga played well, and, and we had the battle. And so they actually had the ball uh, with us up by eight. They had the ball as the game was, was winding down. And, you know, we're telling those guys, like, guys, you got to hold on because we've got to win this, you know, by <laughs> – I uh, believe we needed to win by three just to get in. So, you yeah. know, we could not give up a touchdown at that point. So <laughs> really proud of the kids for the, the effort they, they made to, to hold it off to the end and, and, and fight all the way through some tough situations. But yeah, you know, honestly, we didn't really think about third, fourth, whatever. At that, at that point, after losing four in a row, we were like, man, let's just win and get in and let's just see where it takes us. So yeah. it just kind of happened that we got just enough points this week into third. So uh, we'll take it for sure. Well, coach, what do we know about the Stratford Bulldogs? I see they finished six and one in their district, six and four overall. So obviously, uh, they they kept, they faced a uh, pretty tough. They started out zero and three, so I guess it was a pretty tough slate in uh, in a lot of their uh, non district. But then they kind of came back around once they got into district play. Yes, absolutely. They uh, they're a well coached team. You know, it's it, it's interesting. It's very very similar when you you know, watch the both of us, you know, I mean, we're kind of mirror images of each other. We like to run the ball. We got quarterbacks who can run, um, you know, and pretty physical and both teams play really hard. So uh, it's going to be a really good matchup for us. You know, I, I feel like they, uh, the, like I said, they started off 0-3, I believe it was, and then got on a pretty good run. So they kind of had an, almost an opposite of what we had. Yeah. So, uh, and then they had a big win against Ringling there week 10. So, you know, they, they come in, you know, pretty hot. And so, been playing well so we're gonna have to really step our game up and execute and do things do things well to, to you know to have a chance against them it's it's funny as you look throughout the schedule even our even our schedules are very similar as far as the teams we beat the teams you know that we lost to along the way and so uh, it's gonna be a really really good matchup i, I think it's gonna be a very competitive game down to the wire well Road I- game Go ahead. I'll say road games, uh, the town of Hinton, you know, I'd, I'd assume travels pretty well. It's just the, the way Oklahoma football works. Uh, it's not, what is that, a two-hour two, two hour drive, two-and-a-half-hour drive? Right at two hours. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right at two hours. What? Do you, how's your game day work for that? Do you guys just kind of head up there just like any other uh, uh, road and then shut the town down? Let's go. Yeah, you pretty much. You know, it's uh, last one out, kind of, you know, turn off the lights kind of deal. No, our, our fans do a great job of supporting us everywhere we go. Um you know, five years ago when I got here, I remember our first game was down in Walters and, you know, they hadn't had a whole lot of success lately. And I was kind of thinking to myself, I don't even know how many people are going to show up to this thing. And it ended up, we had a huge, uh, you know, crowd of those visitor bleachers and everyone was really excited. And, and you know, they supported us through good times, through bad times. You know, this, <clears throat> when we weren't playing so well this year, there wasn't a bunch of fans, 
you know, screaming and yelling at our kids and coaches. It was just everybody believed that we could get out of the funk we were in. And so we've got a really great fan base. And they they travel and support us really well. As far as, you know, traveling down to the games for us, we're trying to make sure that we handle, you know, some success and get back in the playoffs the right way. Um, you know, we got in two years ago and it was the first time we'd been in in about, uh, at that point, probably 13 years. Yeah. And so there was a lot of just happy to be there, you know, a lot of extra stuff that kind of distracts from the game. And this, this time around, we, you know, we kind of made sure everyone knew that, Hey, this was our, our expectation was to make the playoffs and this is where we want to continue to, to be. So we've, you know, carried on and had a normal week. And so come game day, we'll, we'll leave out uh, at our normal time. We like to arrive around five fifteen or so. So we'll leave out of here about two hours before and get there at five fifteen and, and get ready to hook it up and go. Good deal. Well, coach, I tell you, we're rooting for you and we're rooting for the other part of the bracket just above you as uh, we'd love to have a Western Oklahoma uh, quarterfinal second round uh, with you and Thomas uh, taking on each other after uh, dispatching. Yeah, Coach Ward and I talked about that earlier. So, (laughs) yeah, that would be really, really cool. Coach Ward makes the rounds, doesn't he? He does, man. He's he's a a good, good man. (laughs) Coach Ward's the best. So, well, we're actually going to visit. Getting to know him out here. We're actually going to visit with him coming up next. But, Coach, good luck to you tomorrow, and uh, we'll be rooting for you. And I tell you, maybe J Matt can get this rolling. Uh, You know, he's ninety five point five, the Coyote face and voice. Uh, You know, maybe get a little closer connection between uh, Right Media and Hint Comets in the future. Go. Yeah, we'd love to do that. Yeah. All right, coach. Well, listen, good luck. Thank you for your time and we'll be uh, we'll be rooting for you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you. He's head coach Grant Potter. Go Comets. Go Comets, baby. <laughs> and, uh, you know, John J Matt and I know you're old offensive lineman. You probably you probably would love the style that they play cuz they're just kind of a ram it down your throat type type offense. I mean, they they're going to have some tight ends. They're going to have just big running backs when they can. No, you just stay lower than the other guy and then you just push him off the ball and make some holes and a little misdirection maybe. Is no no, it's this is when uh, this is what we call I call it Clinton football right now. That seems to be the majority of what uh Elf does it. And and you know, really, I mean Weatherford, and we're gonna visit with head coach Reagan Roof as I try to dial up uh coach Bob Ward. Uh but you know, really, even Clinton, they're they're just kinda or even Weatherford, they're just kind of pounding the ball out of the shotgun. I mean, I've loved what they've done with Cooper Whitetail uh in that H back spot where he's he's been a lineman and then he just kind of uh he just kind of gets off the line and gets a gets a running start. So, anyways, I, we got head coach Bob Ward of the Thomas Terriers on with us. We are rolling through quickly here. And uh, John, you got a you got a message for Coach Ward and, and the Thomas Terriers? Let's go, Terriers! Come on, it's playoffs. <laughs> coach Ward, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> doing great. Even better after I hear that. Well, I tell you, we just got off the line with uh, Grant Potter over at Hinton, and uh, we're rooting for uh, you guys to get to the second round and them to get to the second round so that uh, we have to uh, you know, figure out a Western Oklahoma Class A champion through here. That would be outstanding. If you could arrange that, we're in. Well, you've got a tough matchup against Boone Apache, and I tell you, from my years of working Friday night finals, we always called them Boone Apache. I don't know if the folks in Boone get get a little butt hurt if we leave them off, but on the brackets, they're Apache, and it just it's hard to tell. And it's and the I don't same know. guy that just introed Thomas head coach instead of Thomas V. Custer. So oh, I, don't, okay. I was told I was I was instructed that it's just Thomas when it comes to football. But I, <laughs> coach, you clarify me on that. Uh, I don't. 
Uh oh, we're gonna let you boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, I wouldn't touch that either. You'll you'll be a great politician after you retire from football. You'll <laughs> you'll be able to walk that line. Well, coach, I tell you, we've uh, followed your team closely this year. Mike Crow, Kenny McGuire on the call for your broadcast, and uh, the growth that this team has had. You're still really young. This has been such a bounce back season, and I know you don't want to just say, "Oh boy, we made the playoffs and go." But uh, you guys have just been so much on accomplishing things this season. What's it all been about? You know, it's about our kids and their work ethic and uh, mentality. Uh, they show up every day. They work extremely hard, and we've been able to take some things from the film room out to the practice field and, and progress in that way. So uh, all the credit goes back to the kids. They show up with a good attitude, a work at, a work, great work ethic, and uh, we've gotten better. Okay, Matt. Coach, did you, just, uh, did you guys just get back from Hooker yesterday? Uh, <laughs> is that the longest <laughs> bus ride of your lives? Uh, we got back about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that was uh, – that's going to be hard. End of the season kind of going that direction and, and just going up there in general. That's a long road trip. But, you know, Class A football, you're not shy of long road trips. It's kind of more common than not. Uh, do you – you know, do you feel like you ended the season like you wanted to? I know obviously did wasn't a win. You know, we wanted to go out there and play hard, and we did. Obviously, we wanted to win the game. But uh, I was proud of the way our kids showed up this week. You know, anytime you get back really late Friday night, show up on Monday, but our kids have shown up with a great attitude and practiced hard. So let's go to Apache and see what happens. Definitely. And, uh, you know, district two had its ups and downs, uh, on just scoreboard watching from my end. And, uh, you know, Boone was definitely the, uh, I'm sorry, Boone Apache <laughs> Apache was definitely the, uh, pretty dominant team in that district, but they did have some, some close calls. What do you guys need to do to be able to, uh, to kind of skate past the, uh, what are they, the warriors or something? The Apache warriors. Yes, yeah. sir. Okay. Uh, we, we got to, they've got some really good athletes and we've got to be able to tackle in space. Uh, they have numerous kids that can break tackles and turn a four yard gain into a 70 yard touchdown. So getting multiple people to the point of attack and wrapping up is really important Friday night. Well, and I tell you, coach, you've, uh, you've really been able to utilize a couple of my neighbors, obviously sophomore quarterback, Ty Littlebird, just two doors down from me, but right across the street, I got to give props to my boy, Warren Comet Siva. He is He's kind of been a, a, a do-all for you this season. Those two have been tremendous players, and the amount of progress they've made from last year is unbelievable. But, uh, you know, two kids that show up, they're invested, they're all in, they work their tails off, and the progress has really shown on the field. Well, and you have so many young players, Coach, and, and I know it's probably a a, a draw of, you know, we, we have to throw these, these young guys out there. Uh, but then also kind of figuring out, you know, how you're going to manage to, to keep some of them healthy for the next couple of years. Uh, what do you, what are, what is the nuance of juggling a, an extremely young team? Well, trying to get the brain cells right is <laughs> the first thing you got to get over it. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of kids that are good players and they've waited their turn and we really weren't sure how to fit them in. And, and, you know, that's on me, but, uh, they show up every day and they work hard and, and they're really a couple of years advanced in their maturity. And it's, uh, it, it's really incredible to see. So the future's pretty bright. So who's the assistant coach that we give credit for coaching up the junior high? Is that you or is that one of your assistants? Oh, that's Hart, Neat, and Zaki right there. They get all the credit for those guys. They've done a <laughs> tremendous job in junior high. Good it's, deal. <laughs> uh, it's really been a challenge. You know, a lot of our seventh and eighth graders got a chance to play because some of our ninth graders moved up. So, 
in a weird sort of way, it's helped us in junior yeah. high and in high school. Yeah. Well, I know uh, last season I I did your season and, and we we won one and and I'm sure that the talk around town is that that was because you had the law dog on the air. Uh, but this season you got Mike Crow and Kenny McGuire and you guys are are really have bounced back and we're super happy and look forward to you guys going down to Apache and getting a big district win. Well, if we can increase five games every year with those guys, uh, we're going to have to go with them. That's right. <laughs> On, you got anything else for Coach? No, Coach, best of luck. Uh, we're excited. And, and just to follow you guys, and, and not only for this year, as, as he mentioned, just how young you guys are next year uh, and the year after that. And uh, we're with a three-year plan to take state? No, sir. We, uh, you know, it's a failure around here if we don't. So right. we're going to work our tails off and see if we can speed that up a little bit. I love it. I love High it. standards in T-Town, buddy. I love it. Coach Ward, thank you so much for your time and good luck tomorrow night. We'll be watching for you on uh, Right Media, on Terrier TV, and also listening on News Talk KC Live. Safe travels and good luck tomorrow night, Coach. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you. He's head coach Bob Ward of the Thomas Terriers. And, uh, man, it, Bob is the best interview in Western Oklahoma. And now John Higby might be the most entertaining. <laughs> coach Roof gives you everything you need. But Bob Bob condenses that into just outstanding. For a radio guy, he condenses everything he says into a uh, into a 20-second soundbite. And it's it's really really makes my job easier. No, he's fun. And he, like you said, I think uh, earlier talking to Hinton, Coach Ward makes his rounds around the phone. And he, he'll, he can talk to you and talk to a lot of people out there in West Oklahoma, picking everyone's brains. Yeah. When you talk about the coaching fraternity, you know, he's he's probably the guy who who probably is the glue amongst these coaches, I would think. No, I'm excited. I know we talk about Apache and, and, and a lot of people are writing them off, but I think it's uh and not a patch right now. Tough, just a tough game, I guess, is where yeah. you come into this. And yeah, when you go in in the four seed and you go to another district to take on the one seed, you know it, it, the the odds are going to be for that one seed. But as right. we've seen, it it can it can happen. You got to play the game. Yeah, yeah. So Let's good go luck, Terriers. The uh, studio line, and I believe we have head coach Reagan Roof of the Weatherford Eagles on with us. Coach Roof, you there? Yes. All right. Head coach Reagan Roof and uh, coach, I know you're probably tired of hearing from me. I came <laughs> and, and visited with you yesterday, but John Matthews is here with me. But uh, I tell you, a big time class for a playoff game coming up tomorrow night in Tuttle as your Weatherford Eagles travel there to uh, to try to get into that second round of the playoffs. You guys dang near did it last year. Uh, what's the key to trying to get it done this season? Well, I feel like um, feel like it's a good opportunity for us and our program and um I think a couple of keys to victory. Obviously, um, we can't turn the ball away, away over the way we have in our last big games. You know, our two big games against Clinton Oak, uh, we turned it over I think eight times total, and and uh, those two teams turned it over zero times. And so you're not going to win big games uh, with that type of turnover margin. And you know, limiting the things that we can control, which is turnovers and penalties and things like that. Uh, um, margin of error. We talk about this with our team about our margin of error for these type of games. Uh, the amount of mistakes that we can make and still be able to win the game, that's a pretty small number. And so um, trying to try to control what we control and, and not make those type of mistakes and, and just go out and play hard. Coach, a week off, and that's got to help get healthier. And then plus some ex- more, no more experience, more practice time has had some players stepping into some big roles for you guys. Uh, did you did you get healthier and did you find more experience during that time? Uh, we've got, uh, we've got a little, I, I think it was a good week for us to get healthier. I mean, a couple of kids that were, we're banged up that we're kind of playing or you are getting a little closer to a hundred percent. You know, I, Nick Jed, I don't think has been the same player since he rolled his ankle in Woodward back in week five. And so 
given him, a, you know, when you try to play through stuff like that, he wasn't the only one, but when you're trying to kind of play through um, some, some of those minor injuries, you never really have a chance to get completely back to healthy because you just keep re-aggravating it. So I think, I think this two weeks kind of off has, has given some of those guys a chance to, to close the gap on getting back to 100%, and that's been good for us. And, um, and then um, I think we're going to get maybe like a safety. Logan Doyle is going to yeah. try to – I think he's getting close to being able to get back on the field, and he's been out since uh, the Woodward game as well. And so a combination of yeah, getting healthy, and then it was a pretty big advantage knowing who our opponent was going to be because it allowed us, you know, a full extra week to uh, prepare for Tuttle. And uh, you know, one thing about tough about high school football is you, you really only get about three practice days to prepare each each week. You know, you get Monday through Wednesday, and then Thursday you're trying to get ready, you know, backing off for the game, and so. Uh, you know, an extra week is is a pretty big advantage. Well, Coach, you uh, brought me around to your line of thinking because, uh, you know, if it's planned or not, but I, as, as I'm complaining about the 10th straight game coming up and no breaks, uh, I, it, it was pretty nice to have a bye during this uh, cooler time of the season. And also it's got to, it's got to make a difference going into the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. I think it's the, you know, there's some years it, it gets this kind of depends. Some years it, it hurts us. I, I felt like the 2020 team when we got upset, um, you know, in that second round of playoffs, I thought that bye week kind of kind of hurt us. Of course, that was the, the COVID year where we had, I think we'd missed three or four games throughout that season. Yeah. And we were off and, on, off and on throughout the year. I think sometimes if you've if you got some momentum going and you're not banged up, I think it could hurt you. But it's just year to year. I think this was a year that uh, allowed us to get a little healthier and knowing who our opponent was going to be, it was good to help us. Coach, it doesn't take much to fire up the team. I mean, Tuttle Tigers is a team that I think everybody hates, but especially uh, Weatherford, but not to mention, you know, playoffs. Uh, Team fired up this week? Yeah, I I think so. I I think we're excited. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, Tuttle beats a lot of teams before they get off the bus, you know, and just when you you hear that, you hear the word Tuttle and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, we got to go play Tuttle. And uh, I don't think our kids have ever really been like that with Tuttle since I've since I've been here. And it doesn't matter the sport, whether it's football, basketball, or you know baseball, whatever. Um, we've always seemed to um, to go over there and compete where well, can keep compete against them well, and we, we've never really feared feared them the way that some schools do. And I think that's I expect no different uh, this year. And you know I know Tuttle is is a school that's well known for for their athletics across the board, but. Um, I like to think that Weatherford is is one of those as well, and so um, you know we feel like we've got a good program just like they do, and uh, we're um, we're uh, excited about the opportunity to go go compete against them. Well, you mentioned go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say you mentioned kind of turning the ball over is the secret, not turning it over the secret to success for sure, and and I still think just from an outsider looking in that your offense's potential is it's it's there, like the offense is ready to go off. Uh, you mentioned you run the ball a lot out of shotgun and then, of course, uh, throwing some stop routes, go routes, things like that. Do you I mean, how do you feel? Do you feel you're, you're just kind of peaking at the right time? Is it is your offense is you're finally kind of getting it where you want it? I know some positions have had to change, but or keep key people due to injuries. Um, I feel like we're I feel like we're close and I feel like we're about, <laughs> I, I don't want to. I feel like we're close to winning a big game, and I, I feel like the Clinton game and the Elk City game, two biggest games that you know you're watching film on that. Those were tough for us to watch as coaches because you know offensive line up front. I thought we played really well both sides of the ball up front. Was where a lot of times where games were won or up front, and I felt like in both those games up front we played well enough to win both those games. Um, you know, both those games we scored touchdowns for the opposing team. You know, we fumbled in the end zone and then threw a pick six, and so we kind of, kind of. Almost, I don't want to say we gave them away, but we gave away opportunities that they could have could have got got us there in the end to win the game. And so uh, I do feel like you know Tyson's going to have 
he's got another two or three weeks of getting more comfortable back there at quarterback and, and the way the offensive line's played better here down the stretch. Uh, I don't want to say we're ready for a breakout game, but I feel like we're due a break. We, I don't feel like we've gotten the break here and there for whether it be injuries or penalties or turnovers. And I, I hope that I hope that we're on the verge of uh, uh, of kind of having that game we've been looking for, where where we're able to make some plays and and uh, everything kind of hits for us. Well, I know you'll disagree, and and that's the stance I'm sure you have to take. But John and I were were talking that you were playing against twelve in that one town that we went to, so. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway. well I mean, uh, uh, yeah i'll just yeah you can leave that uh, alone <laughs> it, it, there's going to be bad calls in, yeah. in every game and it, the problem is and and i think i'll use a good example this is past, past weekend you can't leave it to that if, no you can't if it gets down to if it gets down to one call that made the difference then you let too many other opportunities at some point throughout the game um, sure. get by you and so uh you know, if you play well enough for the rest of the game, those one calls they don't hurt you as bad. That's right. And and John, you know, I'm the I'm the world's worst at saying, you know, uh, I, I I talk a big game and say, you know, no one call, no one play ever determines an entire game until it's my team, and then that's I'm, right. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly right. Well, coach, we'll be on the air with you tomorrow night, and uh, we'll look forward to the Weatherford Eagles traveling to Tuttle and looking to get a playoff win and get into that second round and. And, uh, man, great job on the season, Coach, so far. And uh, we'll look forward to a lot more, hopefully. Let's go. I'm ready, Coach. I'm ready to beat the- <laughs> All right. He's head coach Reagan Roof of the Weatherford Eagles joining us here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. We sure appreciate him uh, jumping in with us. I know these coaches, John, they've got a busy schedule. Uh, I'm as- just – oh, 100%. And I'm just – I'm telling you, man, I really think no, – a lot of people are picking Weatherford over Tuttle, but I really like Weatherford. And yeah. I just say that just because, I mean, I've talked – I kind of asked Coach Roof about it, but their potential, their offense is is ready like to put up some points and it's just they're one to throw away one turnover away one because they're off the line they've got time i don't know i just feel like weatherford's a lot better than people are giving them credit for if that makes any sense yeah i think so too and and like you said some unfortunate injuries but uh i tell you there's another big matchup between district one and district two going on in elk city and uh, i tell you we'll go ahead and visit with head coach zach maynard and uh coach maynard if you're there we appreciate you joining in with us absolutely well, if you uh, listen to the replay of the broadcast, please please ignore any of my complaining about the officiating when uh, when the <laughs> well, transition. He was just griping about your hometown refs a minute ago. <laughs> Don't give up, Zach. Don't let him off that hook. Uh, no, I tell you that was a that was a big time game, and and just uh, you know we uh, we as the voice of the Weatherford Eagles, I didn't get the result I wanted, but we walked out and we knew that the Elk City Elks had definitely come to play and uh, fought hard to win that game. And you guys fall in number two. You almost snatched number one, uh, thanks to the cash Bulldogs. But then Woodward just couldn't couldn't quite uh, get the job done to help you guys out. But uh, still an amazing season to finish second in this tough district. Yeah, no, uh, you know, it's been a real, it's been a season for us just trying, trying to grow up. You know, I had a bunch of guys who ain't played a whole lot and, uh, you know, especially early, I think we took some some bumps and bruises early that uh, kind of delayed our growth process. But um, you know, right here towards the end of the year, we're starting to really kind of hit our stride. Well, and I tell you, the top three teams in Western Oklahoma in Class Four A, which I guess really, I mean, we're in a district with teams like Chickasha Cash and and an Oklahoma City team, but we're Elk City, Clinton, and Weatherford are the Western Oklahoma teams, I guess you could say. But nobody could ever say that that those teams duck out of tough non duck out of tough non district games. I mean, you guys, you guys played a gauntlet 
in in that non-district affair. So did Clinton, so did Weatherford. But uh, talk about, you know, how your team got back in it, particularly after falling in a tough one in that district opener against Clinton. Yeah, you know, uh, we really thought we played really well against Clinton, but we really tried to grow a lot this year. And, you know, playing Canadian and Carl Albert, uh, I think, get to this point of the year, you know, you know you're not, not going to play very many people who are better than those two. So um, it allows you to grow and, and really get after it and, and, and be better, um, you know, today than we were back then. And I really feel like our group's really grown. Um, and, and we're just, we're just, we're still just getting better at this point. And uh, hopefully we'll still get a couple more weeks to continue to get better. Coach, you uh, getting to be second place. I know, of course, one to win district's got to be goal number one, but maybe a minor goal number two, being able to host a playoff game. Uh, that's not only huge for you and your, and your team, but just for the town in general. Yeah, no, I was talking to, you know, uh, Coach Hunt and the AD, our AD, and, you know, these last two years, it'd be the, this would be the second time we've hosted a first-round playoff game since 1998, being, you know, last year being the first time, and then this year being the second. So, um, it, you know, it just kind of shows where the program's headed, where, the you know, it, it's, you know, we're not perfect by any means. We're still growing. We're still trying to get better. We're, we're But but uh, as far as football goes here in Oak City and, and community-wide, I think there's a lot of uh, – uh, enthusiasm, a lot of excitement around the program right now. And, and so that's, that's a huge deal to go ahead and, and play at home again. Well, and any time a team from Western Oklahoma can avoid having to go to the Tri-City area, I think it's a win. Uh, but Newcastle comes out to Big Elk Stadium, and Weatherford faced them in week one. And I tell you, they've got a running back, uh, T.J. Bradford, I believe, sophomore. He's got some wheels to him and some, as uh, Coach Pat Jones would say, he got he got a little wiggle to him, but uh, y- your defense will obviously be prepared. You guys hit hard. You cover well. What's What do you have to do to stop the Newcastle racer offense? Well, I think I think you know they uh, seem to thrive off momentum. Uh, you know, you don't want to give them the big play. You want to make them earn every yard that they get, which has kind of been um, kind of been how we are have been all year. You know, you, you bend don't break. Kind of, uh, you go back to the Weatherford game. Weatherford drove it several times, but you know we get down there close to the end zone and, and find a way to get a stop. So um, you know that's just kind of our mo. And, and don't give them the big play. Make them earn everything that they get, and, and uh, don't beat yourself. Yeah. And uh, then offensively, you guys and, you know, and it just it just speaks volumes to John and I. I don't know if John's old enough to remember true wishbone or. or uh, well, we were in the wing team back in my day. OK, they changed. But, uh, Let's go. I, I got to commend you for your patience, coach, because I tell you, so many coaches in this day and time. Uh, take that Weatherford game, for example, when they did flip the field a couple of times, you guys weren't able to get things moving for a bit, but then with some patience and just keep at the, keep at the process, you guys were able to start getting the chunk yardage you needed later in the game. Yeah. Well, and I just think, you know, I, my, born and raised in, in Hobart, my dad coached in Hobart in the eighties and nineties. And then, and then, you know, I went to Dave, moved to Davis my sophomore year, dad came principal and, you know, both places they were in the wishbone and, and quite frankly, winning state championships. And yeah. uh, we just, we're trying to figure out really the, the right offense that was good for our kids and kind of just settled on, on the bone. And, and, you know, there's lots of things that I believe in. And, and I think that, I think that the wishbone kind of that mentality of, Hey, we're going to continue to be physical. We're going to continue to, you know, once again, earn everything that we get. And, and, you know, that, schematically it fits to what I think makes young men, men, uh, yeah. just the mentality of we're going to fight. We're going to give it everything we got. And if it don't work the first time, that's fine. We're going to get back up and we're going to do it again and find a way to make it work. And, 
so I'm, I can't been very, very proud of our kids for having that same uh, mentality almost all year, uh, facing adversity and continuing to fight through adversity. And um, it's just, it's, it's been really fun to watch. Coach, you look ahead. I mean, obviously, good practice has gone well. I talked to Coach River earlier, and like, it's, it's hard. They ended up with a bye week and an extra week of practice. And, and you guys condensed kind of, you know, three days of practice into preparing for a team. Is that is that difficult when it comes to playoffs? Kind of the same? Are you in shorts and T-shirts the whole time? Because, you know, you've already beat each other up enough. Well, no, we're, we, we, we still pad, we pad up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And, uh, and, and, you know, we get after it pretty good on Tuesday and, and for about 30 minutes on Wednesday. And, um, you know, Monday, Monday's a big offensive day and uh, we block bags. And but but it's a physical. I mean, those are physical days for us. And, um, you know, it doesn't really change much for us. Our kids are accustomed to have been doing it the same way for three years now. And, and, and so they know the standard. They know what we're looking forward to doing. And. And I and I think that they like they like the fact that you know nothing's going to change. We're going to be who we are, and and regardless of when the sun goes down or or when the sun comes up, when at six o'clock in the morning we're going to be lifting weights, and about five o'clock in the afternoon we'll be getting close to wrapping up practice. So um, not much has changed for us. I, I, you know, getting ready for a team uh, it puts a lot of lot on us as coaches, but you know that's why we have Saturday and Sunday to work and and, and get ready and prepared for um, you know a great offense like Newcastle does have. Well, and, you know, I mean, not to misstate the obvious here, I know you had to prepare for John Marshall, but they're a, they're a team that's struggling. So you've, you've surely got some snaps uh, looking a little bit ahead towards <laughs> towards Newcastle. But, hey, if it goes towards beating the racers, I'm all for it. Well, I appreciate it. No, that's what, you know, had we, we you know, once we beat Weatherford, we pretty much kind of knew where we were and, and, and how things uh, were probably going to shake out. So, so, yeah, I mean, to say that we didn't, you know, start looking ahead yeah. a little bit forward as a coaching staff we did uh but but we didn't you know obviously you don't let your players know that but as a coaching no. staff we were we were you know yeah looking ahead a little bit so you didn't yeah. have any players on newcastle's uh or, or coaches on newcastle's sideline dressed as newcastle coaches did you to try to figure out <laughs> I think somebody going stallions on you yeah like the michigan style now is that the new thing <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 Jim Harbaugh out here. <laughs> who, if you had to guess, who would be the Jim Harbaugh of Western Oklahoma football? Oh, no. <laughs> can I, can you, can I get an answer on that? I don't. I'll let you guys speculate about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if you called, if you called the other three schools, they may say LC. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I don't know about that, but anyways, well, listen, coach, good luck against the racers tomorrow night. It'll be a big elk stadium. That will be on, uh, I believe y'all's games are on 94 or cool 94 there in elk city. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Aaron Cow and uh, Jared Atha on the call, but listen, good luck. And uh, we'd love to see you guys advance to the next round of the playoffs as well as we'll root for all of our Western Oklahoma football teams. Absolutely. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, coach. He's head coach Zach Maynard of the Elk City Elks joining us here on the program. And uh, man, John, I'm uh, I'm doing some production duties today, but you're rocking and roll, man. Oh, I'm proud of you. I want to ask about and I didn't because it's not fair, but you know, looking ahead to Poto, if you know, gotta get Pat Newcastle first, but woof, a Poto team. Have you seen seen any of their highlights this year? Uh I know they're good. And yeah. you know, that's one of those things. Wagner is kind of the Ric Flair of class four a, you know, you, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man, you know, yep. Rolex wearing limo driving jet flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, that'll be a matchup, but I hope that's a problem. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I hope that's an issue for, for Weatherford uh, and in Elk city for Poto. So yeah, no, that'd be, it'd be fun to watch. And then Ada, of course, everybody's talking about how good Ada is this year. I think there's a lot of good teams in four a this year. 
They'd have dropped one to Poto in district. So uh, that, you know, that, but hey, playoffs are different. And it is being an OU fan and an OU basketball fan, I realize you never want to have to play one of your old oh. uh, teammates again. Let's go to the phones, John. And uh, we've got Clinton Red Tornado head coach John Higby here with us. Coach, how are you doing? Oh. Doing pretty good in your stuff. Well, good. Sorry for uh, running a little bit late. I'm actually I might be right on time. No, we're ten minutes late with you, so my apologies. But uh, okay. you're you're always so gracious to oblige me in an interview, and and this is your. I think you're the record third appearance here on the Western Sports Podcast. So yeah, a trophy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm setting records, am I? That's right. <laughs> so, uh... Coach, is this just an extension? of uh, Clinton High School football. Like, I mean, it's just pretty much district champs going to the first round, going to be at the Tornado Bowl. I mean, does it get old? I'm sorry, say that one more time. I had a whole bunch of people yelling in my ear. Uh No, no, you're fine. I was just asking, is this an extension of what Clinton football is? District champs hosting the first round of the game uh, playoffs. And, I mean, this is just just kind of what Clinton football is and does every year. You know, for, let's see, this is my 34th year to coach. And I've either coached at Clinton or predominantly against Clinton somewhere, Noble, Ada, different places. So, yeah, Clinton's, Clinton's always been a tradition. I'm happy to be standing outside of the weight room. I'm looking up at a sign, and, and there's good grief. Quite a few district championships on the few board. Banners. State finalists. State, yeah, that's just, this, is, uh, this is what everybody's goal is here. Yeah, and, and you and I visit throughout the season, and you, you let me know that, you know, hey – uh, district championships, just kind of the stepping stone, but, uh, you guys had me worried a little bit there. And I know you were a little worried too, is, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you, you had yeah, to, absolutely. you had to wrap it, it up it, the it, final no, game. There's no givens in this stuff. I mean, everybody, you have to work for this. And, and we certainly, I, I, um, I, I walked in the door the other day and someone set the, uh, our offense set the, uh, district championship plaque down on my desk or in my chair. And I picked it up. I opened it up to see what it was. I boxed it back up and set it over to the side and not and didn't give it a second thought. And I don't mean that. And that seems like we take this stuff for granted. We don't. We've worked our tail off, but we'll set that aside and I'll show everybody that later. We've got other things to worry about. You, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's just one step in the procedure of trying to get to what you're trying to get accomplished. Coach, was it kind of, a, you know, not saying you want to slip up ever, but a chance to kind of a little extra motivation, kind of, uh, you know, hey, we, we, still have hard, we still have to work hard. We still have to be uh, execute. We still have to outwork everybody else. And then if you don't, this is what happens. Are you talking about the cash game? Yes, sir. The fact that we, we didn't, oh, they, they provided us with a huge opportunity. I, everybody was upset, obviously. I was, I mean, everybody after that game, we were beside ourselves. Um, kind of kind of barking at one another. We had to go in the locker room, sit down. I pulled up a chair. Everybody pulled up a chair, and we we didn't. I didn't yell. We just conversed about the situation we're in, and that, that we we were afforded an opportunity to uh, get better. They just told you right where you are, where you know what the situation is, and you got reminded that uh, we are nowhere near um, what we're capable of being. So uh, everybody needs that. Uh, it's everybody. I don't, I, mean, not, I don't care what level you're you're playing at, competing at, what sport you can be at. You always need a reminder. Yeah, I'm just glad the reminder came, and we're still able to keep playing. For sure. Well, and uh, you'll be at the Tornado Bowl tomorrow night, and I know you were admonishing the fans to to get out there after two straight weeks on the road. Uh, but the Bethany Broncos come to town, and I tell you, Coach, that District 4A2 was a meat grinder for those teams. Blanchard kind of separated themselves, but the rest was kind of it all was. up for grabs. It's a it's a tough district. Those coaches, they, I mean, it's a tough district. What can I say? And this will be our sixth straight year um, to have uh, gone against Bethany. And, and we have, they've, they've got the, they got us three to two right now. Uh, we saw my first year in the semifinals and 
lost in a, a barn burner on a missed extra point and double overtime. Yeah. And then got uh, got beat, you know, got it, got it handed to us the next round and then got beat here. They were in our district, our district and got beat in 2020. And then finally, 21, we started gaining a little momentum and uh, they came down here last year and we were fortunate to come out with a win and a, and an overtime victory there. It's, it's always a good game with these guys. Yeah. And I believe that and that group, they do, they just do an outstanding job. They were not, you know, all that good to begin with this year, but I've watched, we've got all their films. Mm -hmm. They've, They've done a tremendous job of getting better. Yeah. Uh, and I tell you, coach, that that game last season at the Tornado Bowl first round, I mean, you, you what was it like a Zayden Collins stop on their on their fourth down or extra point or something like that that kind of sealed the game? It it, it was. There actually, it wasn't Zayden Collins. It was uh, it was uh, oh. trying to think. Javion Hill. Javion Hill. If I okay. remember right, if I remember right, it was Javion Hill that made the tackle on number seven, their quarterback. Okay. That, uh, that stopped it. Okay. Now I, I say that like I remember it like of yesterday. I do not, but for some reason that's who I believe it was. Well, that's what we got Dennis Smith and Alan Bryson for. We, we get that that's right. Brain, that's so. right. Or a huddle film. You get back on the huddle. And you that's right. That's right. Well, coach, uh, injury front. And I know, you know, we don't go into deep injuries with high school kids, but how healthy are you going into this first round game? Well, as healthy as we're going to be at this time of the year, I mean, this time of the year, you get the bumps and the bruises, and, uh, you know, all that stuff, but I'm not holding anybody out. You know, we held, Zayden Collins out last week, hoping to help um, he get him healed up and perish Black Wolf and get him, you know, feeling a little better. And and uh, we're we're everybody's going. We have to. I mean, if you want to go, we we got to go because I mean it's do or die now. Yeah. Well, and I tell you, I, I'll let you go here in just a second, John. But last question for me: uh, looked like some 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 young speed kind of produced itself last last week, particularly uh, Darius Hicks. Was it that had an eighty yard touchdown run? He can fly. He had a fresh set of legs. We handed him the ball on the stretch. Well, actually, that was the counter. We handed it to him on the stretch, and or that should be the counter, and he went. <laughs> he made a, a couple little side steps and took it to the house. I'm like, wow, that was impressive. And then yeah. Handed him the next half on a stretch play, and he darn near did it again. Man, no, that's fun to watch. I mean, that's Clinton football. I like to ask you, you know, what's your is there anything special planned for Bethany? You got plenty of film on them. They got plenty of film on you over the last several years. But we've always talked about just like you said, district championship. Just put it in the box, move on. First round of playoffs at home, but that's normal. Uh, Clinton run left. Clinton run right. Clinton run I, up the I middle. Know that that's normal. Like I said, taking it for granted and everything. But 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 I mean, that's just that's your. You, you don't have time to sit back and go. When that was really good, we we accomplished something. No, no, it's it's set it aside. Go to the next thing. I'm with you. It's yeah, a, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I always hate as far as, saying that because none of this is taken for granted. It's a it's a ton of work we do. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you you texted me. You were texting, or I saw the text about you know talking, and I I said you know I, I'll just shoot this at you, but we've got the crazy circumstance that has happened last night, and we didn't end up practice till six thirty at night. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't get off the field till eight thirty five. I mean. You, so, I should have drove down from Thomas and caught you there. <laughs> what's, what's that? I should have drove down from Thomas and caught you there. So you know, oh, been, man. Well, you no. had a good chance. I was still up here. A while. That's right. That's we right. Out. Well, we had, we had some traffic, hold up some guys. So we held up practice and, but, but there's a, I guess what I'm getting at is there's a lot of work that goes into this. I'm proud of these kids. The community obviously is awesome. And the coaches work their tail off. So, I mean, just like the kids do. So it, it's it's expected, accepted. It's just the standard here. Last question, Coach. Uh, you're going into these playoffs, and I know I've asked you several times throughout the season, but tell us one more time. You've got a senior quarterback in Cooper Sully that has really just been kind of the epitome of what Clinton football is about. Well, he's <laughs> he plays offense and defense, just like our quarterback did the year before, you know, two years before. Um, he is a 
tough, tough kid. He's like, can I run the ball now? I'm like, hey, settle down, buddy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I just, you just run the offense right now. Just run the offense. He's doing a, he's, he is a, a tough kid, plays his tail off, stays, stays calm. Um, you, you're not going to rattle him. You're not going to get his dauber down to where he's not going to go compete. He's going to compete at a high level as hard as he possibly can. He works at it really, really hard. Um, always willing to sit down. You know, matter of fact, I'll walk in my office right after we're done on film or he's done in the other office talking, you know, doing film with it and he'll sit down with me and we'll go over stuff. Uh, I don't have to, I don't have to even think about it. Matter of fact, I've been online. I've been online, you know, on our Google drive or, or yeah. I'm drawing up plays and making sure blocking the team there. And, uh, I look up and I can tell, I can tell players or, or different, different coaches are on it, kind of going through it. And I see his name appear up there all the time at all crazy hours of the night. Yeah. <laughs> tell that kid to get to bed. <laughs> yeah. No, go kid. No I mean, kid. Get sleep. Yeah. Well, listen, coach, we'll have the game on red tornado TV and 97.3, the score tomorrow night, as you'll welcome the Bethany Broncos and we'll be wishing you the best of luck and uh, look forward to some uh, long Western Oklahoma football team playoff runs. I sure hope so. All right, coach, thank you so much for your time and, and good luck tomorrow night. And thank, and thanks for everything throughout the season. You're always uh, so obliging and gracious to, to give me some audio. And uh, it's kind of the funnest audio that I, that I obtained throughout Western Oklahoma. Appreciate that. All right. <laughs> Take care, coach. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. He's head coach John Higby of the Clinton Red Tornadoes. And uh John, I think that kind of uh I think I think we kind of wasted the ammo box on that one. We got we got about every coach in Western Oklahoma that's in the playoffs. I guess I could try to call Gary Manuel up at ceiling and see yeah. if he can talk. Hopefully we're talking to, yeah. Hey, we know we should put them on for next week's show. Maybe we can, uh, hopefully yeah, yeah. we'll have time with them. I would imagine so. they are, uh, they're a good team up there they're as well. Really good. And then, uh, also in the eight man ranks, uh, class C Mountain View Godibo, uh, has a playoff game at Winoka. That'll be a tough one for the Tigers, but, uh, they've, they've kind of surprised some teams. And then also is now you drive that way every I day. Do. Is Gary kind of a, should, do we claim Gary? I mean, it's, uh, I don't know, kind of mad at Gary because something there was a fire on I forty yesterday, so I got to stare at the oh, exit yeah. for a long time. I have a yeah. feeling that's what Coach Higby was talking about with the, why they started practice late. I bet it was. I bet it was. There was a an RV. I think was pulling some uh, propane, uh-huh. and anyways, it was it was a mess getting home. Well, so, uh, I do give Gary scores, so uh, they traveled to Timberlake. That'll be a tough one for them. As I think go, Bison. The Bison and uh, the Tigers Mountain View go to both. So uh, District 2 of uh, Class C will have some tough stretches uh, for the Western Oklahoma teams. Then Tipton, which is far southwest Oklahoma, they're number one, and they will uh, host Buffalo. But uh, And then in Class B, as I mentioned. Who's, who's Mountain View playing again? I'm sorry, I only asked that because on Thursday's show on the New Van Morning, New Van John Show in the morning, we went through and we, we make all the mascots of who their opponents were. Yeah. And because uh, we were discussing how hard it is, Noka's got the best ever, Bob. Yeah, that's that's what I think, right? Aren't railroaders, they the, the railroaders. Yeah, I love that. That that's is my, my new favorite mascot. My grandfather was a railroader, and I I love that. I love that mascot, and uh, I believe their play by play. And I can't remember who what network they're on, but Winoka's play by play is Ben Buckland, who, if folks uh, were around Oklahoma City back in the nineties. Uh, ben Buckland was the PA announcer for the Oklahoma City Blazers hockey team back when they were uh, CHL, and uh, okay, and it was basically just fights on ice. But Ben Buckland was the voice of uh, 
of the the uh, PA announcer. But uh, no, uh, the Railroaders is just an outstanding nickname, and uh, I I love it. So it started with we got to make signs, right? That's part of playoff football. You decorate the locker yeah. room, you decorate the school, and you know in twenty twenty three it's hard to make a sign that basically says decapitated opponent, but don't be defensive. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So tear their heads off. <laughs> yeah, it's challenging. You know, we were talking about Mustangs and the Broncos, and you know don't you can't write you know shoot a horse. It doesn't no. work. You, no. So, well, and uh, I tell you, in class A, John Fairview uh, is just, I mean, was it, was it Coach Higby that we were talking about? You know, I, I almost said, Coach, you going full Dennis Green on us? You know, that we are, we are who we thought you were. Yes. <laughs> <Crown them. laughs> uh, Fairview uh, takes on Hobart tomorrow night in class A and then also uh, Hooker and Mangum, which Mangum is, Mangum is within our uh, listing area for 1017 The Zoo. Let's so go, Mangum. Try to give them some love when we can. And then, like I said, Thomas and Hinton as well. So, man, I, I, I can't tell you how much. I want that class A matchup in the second round of, of the Hinton comments in the Thomas and Hinton. It just is Lord. If you could bless me with something besides a Rangers championship this year, <laughs> hey, you already used your, you already used your wish. <laughs> you already used it up. No, I'm with you. I, it's that's going to be tough though. I, it's, I mean, it just both teams at both good teams and have a lot of potential. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I, I think if Hinton got out there and did what, if they do what Hinton does, Stratford, I mean, they, they, maybe they had an injury early or something. I don't know, but uh, they did beat Ringling last week in their final uh, district game, and Ringling's always a power. So uh, it could be a tough pull for Grant Potters. But uh, I tell you, uh, Weatherford going to Tuttle, uh, you know, I, I want to see the Tigers fall so hard. I went to the coaches' offices yesterday, and I guess Tiger King was the uh, was the theme for the decorations around the around the office. So somebody okay. done some crude Photoshopping of uh, coaches and assistant coaches' heads. Uh, on some of the Tiger King pictures and stuff. So, uh, kudos to the kids for doing that. And then, uh, you know, like I said, and I said this before, and, and you know, not saying it's a certainty because we know how one and four matchups can work, but, you know, District 2 is really tough. And I would say Clinton has the, you know, every team in District 1 has to really play well to advance to the next round, not not just one and two, not just two, three and four. Right. No, I'm with you, but I, it's still, I don't care. It's playoff football. I mean, no, don't yeah. you dare count out district. No. It's going to be one of those. Uh, yeah, play well, of course. I mean, the coach Roof said it best. He gave us the best, most coach speech answer I've ever heard is uh, don't turn the ball over. Don't, you know, they don't yeah. shoot yourself in the foot. And that's exactly right, though. They, they, every single one of those teams is capable of beating the other team, especially if you can create turnovers, right? That's what's really going to oh, yeah. be. They'll set you apart. Well, and I tell you something with Weatherford, Logan Doyle's coming back. That helps the secondary immensely. Yes. Like he said, Nick Jett has been in that free safety spot a bunch this season. And, you know, as a receiver, Nick is going to kind of, he, he'll make some cuts. He'll run some short routes, but really he's our go route threat. So you want, you know, you want him to be able to, to, you know, preserve any ankle uh, mobility he's got, but Logan Doyle's coming back in and, and, and getting in, in that safety spot. Uh, I call him the baby face assassin. I mean, he yeah. looks like he's nine. Uh, anyways, he's a good player. And then also we'll see, uh, with him and Jake crisp, if Logan is back completely, if that, you know, how the kicking game looks because they've, you know, they really haven't had to use the kicking game that much over the last, uh, Extra points have been solid, consistent, but uh, early on in some of the field goal attempts, uh, it was it was a little dicey. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I still think it's uh, 
get the ball to CJ on offense. I mean, do I just got it's just too too good of an athlete uh, to not get the attempts up or the uh, the targets up. Yeah, well, and that's what. Oh, you're the real John Matthews. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'll show you how to change yours at some I'm, point. But I, I like the fact that it says my name. I'm faux John Matthews. Uh, so, anyways, but no, uh, you're exactly right. And with the extra week of practice, which I don't think, you know, I really kind of expected to go out, expected them to go out against John Marshall and maybe air it out a little bit just to, you know, get that time experience live competition. But they really didn't as much. Uh, they did make some good passes, but you would hope with the time now at the position and, you know, that, that quarterback receiver relationship kind of gets some of those, some of those timing issues and, and just a feel for, for getting the ball to your six foot six, 230 pound receiver. All right, let's go through real fast. And it's not right. referencing up uh, who's winning. Which uh, now you don't have to pick Weatherford since you are the voice of the Eagles. And we're just going yeah, to pick Weatherford. Yeah. Uh, I'll say Clinton over Bethany. I agree. I'll say Newcastle over Elk City. I disagree. I'll say uh obviously Blanchard over Cash. Yeah. Uh and then like I said, I can't pick Weatherford. Uh I'm gonna say uh I'm wearing a Thomas Terrier shirt. You're gonna make me pick that game. I'm asking. Well, yeah, I mean you do live in the town, but you can egg his house if you don't like it. <laughs> Come on, I no, well, you're mine. That's what I'm worried about. That's what no, I mean you're there. Thomas is uh it's gonna it's a tough uphill battle. Apache's good. Well, Thomas lost a tough player last week at the Hooker game, uh, one of their running backs, so he's he's likely out. That that affects a lot. But hey, Ty Littlebird's my neighbor. Warren Comet Siva also uh, Ty the quarterback. Warren's a tight end. Let's go Terriers. Let's, Let's go Terriers. You heard it here first. And then put your paycheck on it. Uh wow. Yeah, yeah. A right paycheck or my pension paycheck? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh and then comments, uh hinting comments, I'll say I'm gonna say they go down and, and pull the upset. You uh, like it. I think District Three is really good, and they were able to navigate into a playoff spot in that one. Uh the shell shock of losing Jake Wright, their uh, star player in that Western Heights game, which what a terrible game to lose your best player in a yeah. non-district game against Western Heights. So, you know, just unfortunate for the comments there. But uh, anyway, so that's kind of my pick, my take. You have Hinton or or Thomas pulling the upsets? Um, I no. Okay. No. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I have to I have to say Thomas, it's going to be tough, but I I I probably feel more confident in class A about uh the uh the Hinton game maybe and then also that Mangum Hooker game, that's going to be a pretty good one. Uh, that'll be one that uh, I'll want to catch up on after I'm done with uh, with Weatherford beating Tuttle. Be fun week. Playoffs are always the best. No yep. doubt about it. Hey, real quick, uh, five minutes on Swasu. You've got Swasu volleyball tonight, senior night. One senior. One Macy. Well, Macy Morgan. Macy! Macy! I know. I tell you a, a quick side note. We were at the football game, and I, we were doing, of course, those have been rough, which we can talk about the toilet bowl. I mean, the, ask them to turn the music down when, when you see when you see Luke Clement go up to interview Coach Rizel McCoy in the post game. Of course, yeah. I guess that's a moot point now. That's like their final home game. But yeah, your reference. I, I've tried to pull audio from Rizel McCoy's post game with with our sideline reporter on Bulldog TV, and the music just blares him out. 
Well, yeah, no, it, thank you for the adjustment. If you remind me in 2024, when they go. play again, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we can easily do that. No, we were talking, reading, a, I saw Macy was sitting down a few rows in front of us and we were reading a script whatever about. So of course I started off with ladies and gentlemen, Macy Morgan would like you to come see Swasu volleyball. Oh, good. Uh, anyways. And she turned around and waved, but no senior night. She's a lone senior. Not only that's Northwestern, which is uh, nobody likes Northwestern. No. Uh, and then third of all, it is a, uh, I mean, you got to win the game just to get you a chance at winning the GAC, even though it, it looks it's it's an uphill battle. I think yeah. at this point it's going to be a second or third place finish. And dang it, that just stinks. That game Monday night against OBU. Yeah. Five sets. That was tough. Oh, I was following that on the on the real time scoring. And because uh, I was actually working ahead and I uh, was just waiting on that to go to final. And so I could uh, go to bed. But uh, I, I was following that in real time. I was like, dadgummit. Because win in, that game and you lock it in. It, uh, win oh, yeah. that game and you lock it in. Yeah. But I mean, these, here's the thing. Swasu soccer, Swasu volleyball, soccer starts today, three o'clock in Shawnee against yep. OBU. Uh, that's a tough one, but they went there last week and won. Yeah. So. GAC. Yeah. They're saying just GAC tournament time and, and coach Pearson's team's experience. They've been yeah. there. They've done that. He's been there. He's done that. And it's just the only weird part is we're not at home. Yeah. Normally we're hosting. Uh, comment on Facebook Live, Max Patton, District A2 is not as good as A1, so I give Thomas a chance, and Hooker, okay. Hooker will destroy Mangum. I, I, hey, I, I do agree I, with that. I trust the voice of the Sayer Eagles on that one. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I didn't realize uh, we were live. We're really live this whole time. I was picking my nose. Yeah, yeah we're live, and I forgot to set the recording, so I'll have to go back and do some picking through on uh, on podcasting stuff for the uh, Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast page, but it is here on Facebook Live if people want to listen. Uh, so, yeah, football goes to Northwestern on uh, Saturday. Hey, the toilet bowl! The toilet bowl. <laughs> what? They're, they're both the bottom. Neither team is won the game. Yeah. Who's lost by the worst to the top echelon? Well, we were looking, and the only reason I know this is my buddy Monty is from Northwestern, and we were talking about it, and he... Uh, so the only score we looked up was the Reddies, yeah. and I believe they lost fifty-one to zero to the Reddies, and we lost fifty-six to zero uh, last week. So we think that it might be five to zero finish Northwestern. That's what he was saying. Okay, like so final we, final we, score. We almost beat East Central and who OBU. Uh, that sounds right. I mean, we've hung in some games for the first, you know, especially at the beginning of the season when we still had health. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, Northwestern lost to East Central in Alva 42 to 7. And then didn't we almost beat Arkansas Tech? Arkansas Tech, it was uh, 7 to 9. Yeah. Yeah. They were 44 21. So, obviously, they couldn't play defense uh, in that one, in that loss. And then Southeastern 41 to 2. So, I'm I'm going to say as far as uh, ranking the blowout losses, we can go up there and snag our. our I think so. You're, we are the better team. We've been blown so. out by less. Yeah. I mean, okay. you know, uh, 66 nothing to Wachita. I don't think we lost that bad to them. Uh, no, only 38-14. That was our first game of the year, and we were in that game at halftime. I mean, they lost 28-7 to to Oklahoma Baptist. I love how we do this logic. Uh, we lost 13-20. What else can you do with two 0-10 teams, John? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's rough. No, be fun. I guess my question is this, uh, since we're talking Swasu football and yeah. – I'm a friend of Coach McCoy. I I, I like him. I respect him. All Americans. Gotta give him another year. Yeah, you make him the head coach. How, John? You watch the you watch the big college football programs where there's massive amounts of money and things like that. Things have changed with regards to that. In Division Two, it's the continuity. It's the building of the program. Let the guy cook. 
at least one more year. So you, remove the interim title is what you're saying. Remove the interim title. I and I tell you, I have I have not called him interim one time this season. No. Not in my sports cast. No. Won't do it. He's the head coach. Yeah. I mean, it's what it says online. He's the guy you brought in. He's the guy you gave the position to. Uh, he's not interim in my book. I say, I say give Coach McCoy the uh the reins. Now, you know, according to your uh, Twitter page, Barstool Dogs, uh apparently Bob Majeski is uh is under frequent fire. Uh, and that's not your page, I realize that. But the offensive uh, uh, coordinator. Yes, the offensive coordinator. But I mean, when you're throwing a secondary player in there for for quarterback play, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, your options are limited. Yeah, no, I've heard, I've heard. You're right. No, the offensive coordinator has definitely been under fire, and that's hard when you get a defensive head coach. And uh, yeah. but I, I think it's yeah, no, the options were very limited. It was it was run left, run right, wildcat most of the last half of the season. Uh, they finally put the freshman in uh, against Henderson State, and poor kid had a couple pick sixes. So it's a struggle for what are you gonna? I mean. They're just bad, and you got to get some talent. You got to go recruit. Did somebody just bring you lunch? Yeah, did you see that? I got. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, a... Does that got a grease spot on the bottom? <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Is that Robert's Burgers? No, this is uh, Johnny's. Oh man, to work in El Reno. <laughs> it's dude. The, your grilled onion burger selection. There are several. Oh yeah, Sid's and Johnny's and I, I've I've always gone to Roberts. I like Roberts, except Roberts. Well, you're gonna smell no matter where where you go. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? that no, that I onion smell. That. Yeah. But boy, Roberts. The other day we were in a meeting and somebody walks in and go, "Hey, you guys got and not? We had not one ounce of food in this in this offerance, but yeah. it smelled like we were still eating lunch." Yeah, that's the way. Well, listen, uh, we probably need to start working on letting you go so you can tie into that lunch. I know you've got a, a rest of your day, but man, I sure appreciate you taking time uh, here to join me with all these coaches. And we'll uh, we'll get this up on the podcast uh, page this afternoon and uh, folks can hear. We we really rolled out the coaching carousel this this episode. Well, I think it's because you were scared that you weren't going to talk to any of them next week. That's we what I heard. I heard you picked. You said not one single team in our district is going to win. No, I never said that's that, exactly. I, can, I have odd proof. You <laughs> said four eight two is better, and or there's I, no chance. I said the projections. I'm no, okay. Projections. All right. Well, I think that's why you rolled them all out, chicken. You thought we wouldn't have anybody to talk to next week. <laughs> oh, it, it, let's just say it helps my regular job uh, snagging audio from one <laughs> catch. So, plan on a long sports cast tomorrow on ninety five point five The Coyote. Let's go, Bulldogs. Swasu Volleyball tonight. Come see us at the Pioneer Center, I guess is what we're calling it now, right? Yeah, it's the Pioneer Center. John will be on the public address announcing tonight at 6 o'clock. as uh, a cool tie-in. My daughter's Lady Rangers come to town. YMCA is uh, uh, all the YMCA volleyball teams are showing up tonight as they're after parties. Well, and uh, when you got, when when East Central came to the Pioneer Center, what, two weeks ago or was Mm -hmm. it last week? Uh, Two weeks ago. So some family of mine are bus drivers for East Central. Oh, yeah, yeah. Buses. And uh, they drove the volleyball team out. We actually went and visited with them uh, once they arrived and and kind of before the game. And uh, I gave them heads up. You might want to put some earplugs in. Yeah. Uh, for the for the actual game. And they didn't listen. And then they called me after the game. It was like, yeah, you were right. Yeah, it gets loud. We got uh, DJ Lightbright in there, who's, of course, oh, yeah. uh, he's the DJ for the Oklahoma City Blue up, yeah. uh, Thunder organization. He's got a residency in Vegas. And no, we we get that place rocking. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick in one minute. Um, GAC soccer tournament coming out today or starts today, OBU and Swatsu and then Southern Nazarene and Wachita. Uh, who's playing on Sunday in the championship game? Wachita versus Swatsu. 
All right. Nice. Yeah, no, Saucy's finally getting it together. They had a rough start, but I really think their defense has been excellent. Their goalkeeping has been top notch. Yeah. And uh, no, they're Swasu and Watchdog. Seven players made uh, postseason honors at their banquet last night. So that's the story we led with today. And uh, congratulations to them. And then also uh, next week, volleyball will be the uh, GAC tournament in Hot Springs, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I'm sorry, uh, Swasu will probably not make the. Is that what? right? No, they'll make it. Top seed. Uh, they're in. Oh, number one. No, no, no. They're they're not. They're going to finish. It, it would take two teams losing, and neither one of them's playing a team that they should lose to tonight. Yeah. And then it would take Swasu winning, but for them to get the number one seed. Yeah. I think at best, if they're lucky, they're going to be number two, but I could see them staying as the number three seed just because of the way it worked out because there's two tied at the top. Do they get it done next week? Swat, yes. No, they've beaten every single team in the GAC. Mm-hmm. No, there's, there's, yes. No, yeah. I, yes, they get it done. You better All believe. Right. I love it. All right. And then does Swasu football get there? Yes, one? they do. First win of the season, baby. First win of the season. Northwestern can suck it. Wait, I can't say that. Never mind. Just kidding. We're not live. Got to go. Mom, sorry. John, have a great weekend, bud. We'll talk to you later. See ya. He's John Matthews. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog. This has been the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast, powered by Wright Media. We'll be back next week, hopefully with some uh, big-time playoff wins to talk about and some more playoff previews in high school football in Western Oklahoma.